Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. Episode number five brought to you by Zemlick. Make sure you go to zemlick.com for all of your office needs here in Southwest Michigan. They've also got you covered in Kalamazoo. You can uh, visit their store, but uh, they've got plenty of daily specials and uh, free offers on their website. So check it out, zemlick.com. But uh, Jim with me once again. Episode five, coming off a uh, tough loss to and Ball he's, State. He's Jordan, by the way. I don't know if you knew or not. Yeah, I don't know if you did or not. <laughs> but, um, okay, yeah. What happened? Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I thought they could lose, but I didn't think they'd lose in the way that they did. We, we became used to mistake-free football. Didn't happen that way Saturday telling you right now no it did not um caleb ellaby our our beloved quarterback two interceptions and two fumbles so he was responsible for all four yeah and and really i mean you hate to put a loss all on one person but that one probably on caleb um yeah and and we'll just kind of leave it at that Um, and maybe the defense a little bit too right but when you turn the ball over four times i mean that's not good okay here's what's going on with the defense it's we're good, but we give up the big home run ball yep. way too much. Yep. Way too much. First play of the game. Yep. For example, they had, um, I think Ball State had two big mm-hmm. plays. They did. Yeah. It's, it, um, yep. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hang Lou. No. I'm not going to hang, uh, Lester either. But, um, but, you know, the defense has been decent. Again, ball control. The Broncos had dominant ball control. The problem is they didn't put up more than 20, and they coughed it up, and the defense for the Broncos gave up the big home run ball twice. Yeah. Um, and, you and you know, you okay, so Ball State gets, what, 20 minutes to Western's 40. I'm just pulling up numbers. Yeah. But it, because that's the way it's gone against Pitt, yep. against Buffalo, um, even you know, I think Illinois State was the only game where we really dominated and and all of that. Yep. But that is, yeah, it's you you can't win ball games that way. You have to tighten up that defense and not give up the big the big score. You yep. know. And if and if you're the offense and Caleb or Caleb Ellaby, you can't turn the ball over four times. No, no. that is not a recipe for success. It, no, that is not, not putting your defense in a good spot to to have a good day. Because, I mean, you know, they can do what they can, but when you give the, the, the opposing team four more shots on offense, I mean, that's, that's not always going to end well. So, um, yeah, well, best, best case is yeah. just put last week behind us. Okay, ESPN, your matchup predictor stunk. It because it was 81%. It was. I have it up again for Kent State. I'm going to wait on that, though, because they blew the last one. They blew it, <laughs> blew it, blew it. Blew it. <laughs> So okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I think I think the team just needs to put last week behind him. Right. Um, okay. Because they because it seemed like they they got through every test, every obstacle, every distraction up to this point. Um, so yeah, I, I just I think there was just a lot of mistakes and right. it just things to clean up. Right. Right. So um, now this morning I was listening to WKZO and uh, Ken had uh, Tim Lester on. Yes. And uh, what limited 
what limited sampling I did because I was on 131 and it was pouring down rain. So I was a little more focused on the road than I was on the radio, yes. obviously. Um, but Tim said that Kent State, their offense, um, from the way he was describing it, he didn't use these words, but it sounds like they run the two-minute drill all the time. Okay. They get up, three seconds, boom, gone. Yep. Next play, three seconds, boom, gone. They work really, really fast. And like I said, I brought up the defense, and um, hopefully they're ready for that because they're going to be scrambling all over the field just to uh, just to be ready for um, every play. What's Kent State's record right now? Three and three. Okay. To our four and two. But, um, again, Kent State, Kent State, they are good. They're, be- they're better than advertised. They are. Who's and, got the favor according to ESPN? Well, um, the matchup predictor has our Broncos at a 68.6% um, probability to win. Uh, the spread seven, one touchdown, which. Okay, what what was the spread on Ball State? It was more than that, wasn't it? It was a, wasn't it like a 10 or 11? I 11. So. Yeah, because I, I was more comfortable around like yeah. 7. Well, how'd that work out for us? Not right? great. No, no. Um, yeah, Broncos with a with a, with a one-touchdown um, advantage going in. I'm, I would not be taking that money line to yeah, Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. I, You know, I'm going to be honest, and Bronco Nation, do not shoot me, but if I were a gambling man, if, if I were a gambling man, I I would take Kent State. I would at that plus seven. Yeah, yeah. I t- I take I take Kent State in the seven and yeah. run. Yeah, in a heartbeat. I would too. Well, ho- well hopefully I'm wrong. Yes, so for our sake, yes. Yeah, because neither one of us gamblers. So right. Taking a look at um at the other games, um, seeing if anything stand out. We'll run them all down any anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio at Buffalo to take on the Bulls. That's a that's a fairly at Ohio. The uh, Bobcats are at one and five overall. I don't have the MAC um, records in front of me, but that's okay. We can work on the overalls. Um, the Bulls are at two and four, and and the Bulls also are favored by nine. Both teams, need which to win. which uh, yeah, and and I think the Bulls will probably be able to pull that off. It is in Buffalo, so. Yeah, I agree there. Ball State in Eastern Michigan, the Cardinals at 3-3, three and three, the Eagles sitting at 4-2. and two. And um, don't look at the records again. The Cardinals, yeah. I think what they, you know, after the way they performed at Waldo they last week, uh, they are favored by one. So you might as well just go even up on this game. Yeah, I think Ball State walks away with it, though. Yeah, I think so, too. The Cardinals look good, and and, and they're going to ride that momentum, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, Akron is at Miami of Ohio. The Zips and the uh, Red Hawks both at 2-4. and four. Um, But the Red Hawks, almost 20. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> I wouldn't take the 20. No. No, I you know if they're if they're going to hand out nineteen and a half, I'll go with Akron. Seriously, on that if I will if I was a gambling man. Mm-hmm. Now the Red Hawks should win, mm-hmm. but you know I with don't the know spread if it's be by twenty. Yeah. yeah. Now again, do not. 
go run to your favorite sports book and and start betting on what we say, okay? And if you do it, do it responsibly. Right. It, it, you know, because we're probably wrong. Yeah. And, and if you got a problem, call the number. <laughs> yeah. Some people know where I live. Okay, anyway. <laughs> and I'll find out where Jordan lives, okay? Um, <laughs> the Toledo Rockets and the team up north, both at 3-3. Three and three. It's at Kelly Short Stadium in Mount Pleasant. And the Rockets are favored by Five and a half. And I like it. I'll take it all day. Definitely. Yeah. The only edge I give the team up north is that it's up north. (laughs) So. Right. Yeah, I still still think uh, Toledo's the better team there. Yeah, and even with the five and a half, I'd go with that too. Me too. Bowling Green at Northern Illinois, the Falcons, the visitors are two and four. Flip that for the Huskies at four and two. Where did that come from? Yeah, after that slow start. Oh, it's not just that. It's just the last two seasons have not treated the Huskies uh, no. kindly at all. They have not. Um, the um, And Vegas is treating the Huskies very kindly. Nine. Hmm. Uh-huh. That's what I said. Nine. Hmm. It's BG, but then again, Minnesota. Um, yeah. But it's BG. I'll, I, I, I'll, uh, I like dogs. I'll go with the Huskies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Huskies. I'm not going to try to get too right, cute. Right. Um. So what do we have on the national stage and Big Ten and all that fun stuff? Um, We got quite a few teams in the top ten in the Big Ten, yeah. which is very bizarre. It, it's very weird seeing... A Big Ten team at two and Iowa no less. It's just, it's it's incredibly fascinating. I guess fascinating is the word I'm going to use. Yeah. Five Big Ten teams in the top ten. Yeah, Five. I know. Hey, SEC, how you doing there, buds? <laughs> huh? Having a good day over there? Yeah, I think so. No, wow. You yeah, know, there's, yeah. your, there's your conference. Yeah. The Big Ten. Well, speaking of SEC, they probably have the game of the week. Yeah. Um, Kentucky's still riding high after that win against Florida uh, in Lexington. They're sitting at 11, taking on number one Georgia. That is at 3.30, and I'm sure it's a CBS game. Georgia, the new number one. Yeah. The Bulldogs. After Alabama went down last week. Oh, God, did I love that. It was so sweet. Oh, I love that. those Those big roll tide tears were delicious. Oh, I, I, I was envisioning myself running on the field, too. <laughs> yes, I was. You agree in that fact, Georgia win here, right? Oh, in fact, you know, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave the Alabama with this. I posted on Facebook, Tide Rolled or Rolled Tide. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, oh, it's Bulldogs all day. Yeah. Uh, probably the second best game of the week. It's the only other game with two teams in the top 25. Uh, Texas, who just barely made it in at 25, they're in Austin taking on uh, Oklahoma State, who is at 12. It's been a while for the Cowboys since they've been up in that uh, that top 15 range. I wonder if they're uh, if um, one Mr. Barry Sanders is sending good juju to them or something. Is Gundy still coaching there? I do. I don't know. I think he is. I don't know. 
I'm a man. Yeah. I'm 40. You know, us, us being, you know, Detroit Lions faithful, of course, Oklahoma State equals Barry Sanders. Correct. You know. Uh, let's see here. He is still at Oklahoma State, I believe. Yeah, yeah nice. Oh, he played quarterback there. I did not know that. He's rocking the mullet lately, and it's hmm. it's um, it's interesting. He's an interesting guy. Okay, so Texas and Oklahoma State. I'm going Okie State. So will I. Go Cowboys. Mark it down, baby. Guns up. Uh, mm-hmm. San Diego State taking on San Jose State. That is a Friday game. We've got two of them this week again. That's at 1030. Uh, and then number nine, Oregon at home taking on California. Again, 1030 tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I think the Ducks are going to stay on their roll. Yeah, and I, I think San Diego State will also win as well. Uh, another SEC game, the 20th ranked uh, Florida Gators. They are in the uh, the swamp of LSU, Death Valley. That's going to be at noon. Uh, I say that's a Florida win. Yeah, Louisiana State is not the Louisiana State that you grew no. up or that I've been dealing with for a long time. So. Ed Orgeron's out. Yeah, He has to be. Right. Um, I heard he could go back to USC. No, I thought Urban Meyer was going there. Who wants Who wants that job? Well, someone will take it. I wouldn't take it. Hey, PJ. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, somebody said Eric Bieniemy, and I'm like, why? Why would I leave the Chiefs to go coach that? No. Chiefs are struggling this year. They are, though. The, the, they look the, very average. Kansas City will not win the Super Bowl. You heard it out of my mouth, but. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll talk NFL later, but I, I've got more to add on or that. Or actually, so. you know, NFL We've already determined the Lions are dead. Yeah. Um, so we're not really going to spend a whole lot of time on it. No. And as a matter of fact, after week nine, I think we should really take a deep look because. I'm I getting worried about then, Dan Campbell. Campbell Campbell's going to be fine. He's I don't, going to be fine. I, the yeah, the, I the like, crying got me because it's like, dude, if you're already crying, like I, I'm not, I'm not questioning that it wasn't sincere or anything like that, but it's like, dude, this team is garbage. Yeah, but he, but Campbell's not just punching a clock. He cares. He does care. It's just, I don't know. He seems like a cartoon character to me. But again, we'll talk NFL later. I've got more to he add. Seems like Bill Cow Cowher's brother uh, on the Chiefs. The he does. Yeah. Um, but let's look back at the slate. Uh, 21, Texas A&M, who were um, gracious enough to give us that Alabama upset last week. God In Missouri, you. taking on the Tigers. A&M, keep the roll up. Yep. Yep. Uh, Michigan State, sitting at number 10. They are in Indiana, taking on uh, the Hoosiers now in there's Bloomington. Now, there's a possible upset alert. Yeah, they got to be on, on alert, so that's considering, at noon. Considering it's in Bloomington. Bloomington, right. Yep. Um. I still think State wins. You know what? I want to see MSU and Indiana spread. I'm just curious what Vegas thinks about it, too. Let's see here. Michigan minus four and a half. Michigan State, four and a half point favorite. Correct. Yeah. uh... The over-under is 48 and a half. So it's going to be, they're also thinking the same thing I am. Low scoring. It's going to be a, a a chess match, I think. Whoever has the ball last may win this. Okay, go Sparty. I'll do that. 
Okay. Uh, let's see here. We already did Georgia. Uh, number two, Iowa at home taking on Purdue. Always got to be mindful of Purdue. Oh, yeah. Especially after a big win against Penn State. They mm-hmm. got to keep their eyes on the prize. But, yeah, the, the Hawkeyes are. Should win. Yeah. yeah they're they're so. rolling right now. Mm-hmm. They look really good. Iowa is the Big Ten West. They are. That's it. That's it. That's the all that's in the Big Ten West. Uh, number 19, BYU. They are on the road in the Lone Star State taking on Baylor. That's going to be tough for BYU. Even though they're 19, Baylor's, you know, Big 12 school. I like the upset. I do, too. I think I think the uh, the Brigham Young, um, I don't even remember what their mascot is anymore. BYU? Oh, Cougars. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. The Cougars going to get upset. Well, I forgot Baylor's mascot. Bears. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, Bears, definitely. Yeah, let's go Bears. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Alabama, they look to get back on the uh, right track. Loss. They're at Mississippi State. Loss. Oh crap! You, I, yeah, you had yeah, to say that. Yeah, that's that's a win, okay. unfortunately. Uh TCU, they're going to be up north taking on Oklahoma, who's sitting at four. Dude, Spencer Rattler sucks. He is not very good. Mm. I agree. Uh, but they still win that game. It's okay. Yeah. Uh Tennessee. <laughs> speaking of another program like USC that I would not touch, uh, they are taking on thirteen in Mississippi, seven thirty, in Knoxville. You wouldn't touch Tennessee? Oh, hell no. Hell no. It's like Michigan. It's like Michigan. It's like Florida. It's like USC. It's like Texas. Some of these teams haven't been to the promised land in decades. And do you know how hard it is to get them back? Hell no. I wouldn't wouldn't touch USC, Michigan, Texas, any of those schools. I wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole. Wouldn't do it. I'm glad you volunteered that information, by the way. You're welcome. (laughs) You are absolutely welcome. Do you, okay. think, do you think Mississippi needs to be on upset alert here? Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. In Knoxville? Yeah. Uh, Boston College at home, unranked, taking on uh, number 22, NC State. Boston. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go Wolfpack. I'll yeah. go Wolfpack. Or, or they, like they used to say in March Madness when I would watch, Wolfpack. They wouldn't even say the, the L. They would say Wolfpack. It's like... No, it's Wolfpack. Like Brent Munzberger. Gotta love him. It was never the Iowa Hawkeyes. It was the Hawkeyes. 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 <laughs> the Hawkeyes and the Buckeyes. <laughs> that will not be the Big Ten championship game this year. No, 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 no. Who is it? Or Hawkeyes we, and Or we else? hope. Or we hope. We hope. My heart is either with the Maize and Blue or, or East Lansing to That's pull true. it off. But. It'll probably be the Buckeyes. But no, 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 not this year. Not this year. If Bama can go down in the regular season, so can Ohio State again. <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> Last game of the slate, 10 o'clock Saturday night, Utah uh, unraked at home against 18th ranked ASU. I think the Sun Devils win. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that'll cover this week. Um, I'm looking at the schedule for next week just to kind of – Get a feel. Dude, next week's slate is not very good. Oh, yeah. You know, in the next couple of weeks, we can start talking basketball. Um, mm. I should have the uh, on-air schedules in the next couple of days. Yes. So we can uh, start maybe uh, previewing that. Maybe you and I can get down to University Arena and watch yeah. a practice or two. Yeah, and we, we got to get out to Lawson, too. They look good over the weekend. Oh, I know. 
Um, but looking ahead, um, Hollow's Eve going to be a great weekend for football. We got Michigan, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's 8 10. Uh, you got 6 7, Ohio State, Penn State. And um, that's where Ohio State loses again. Does not reach yep. the Big Ten championship because they will not qualify. <laughs> uh, Georgia will be taking on Florida. That's a decent game. So, yeah, the 30th going to be pretty decent. And then you're really getting to the meat of the schedule at that point. Um, so, yeah, lots of lots of good stuff. I mean, not next week, but the right. week after. Right. Um, and then, you know, of course, when we get into uh, November as well, keep in mind that um, Mid-American Conference games are moving to prime time. Yep, we get some action on Tuesday, Wednesdays yep. again, so that'll be nice. I know we've got a couple of those. We have Central Michigan on Wednesday, which is probably a smart thing. Knollwood will not get trashed this year. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> But, yeah, like we said, the hockey team had a great week. Um, they're off this week, right? They are off this week. Okay. So it's the only thing that we have going on Jack FM is uh, our Bronco football team. Yeah. And, uh, and then I know uh, the K-Wings, I believe, kick off next Saturday. Uh, we are airing them on uh, WKZO. Yeah. So you'll be able to get every game. Um, so that'll be nice. We're doing a K-Wings corner podcast. I'm doing that as well. Uh, so we'll talk with John Peterson and some players and stuff. Um, have you I'm ever try- been to a Kalamazoo Wings game? I have. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, when I was a kid, we would come down here okay. quite a bit for it. For I Grand keep forgetting Rapids. Your Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids. Yeah, you know. It's not very far. Yeah. Um, you know, Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo used to be rivals. They did. The Owls. Yeah, the, I remember the Owls. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Now you got, Yeah. Was it the Griffins, yeah. I don't know why I blanked on that for a minute. That's fine. But, um, yeah, going back to the NFL, um, obviously we're really not going to talk Lions. Because we, it's the no-fun league. Yeah, we, we know who, they're, who the Lions are. They're, they're, not, they're not good. No. So it doesn't – it's not a whole lot of – You know, okay, they're not good. But do not – do not kick them to the curb for not trying. Well, and, and don't – and don't rag on the team. Like any, in my opinion, anyone that thought they were going to be at least decent or that any given Sunday argument, like eh. I've been saying since like April or May, they're going to win five or less games. Right. It, it was the it was the harsh reality, but um, I wanted to talk about the Chiefs because we got on that earlier. I think what the league has figured out: you take Tyreek Hill away. And Patrick Mahomes is human. Correct. You take that deep threat away. I mean, he's don't get me wrong. He's still got Kelsey. He yeah. still has weapons. But I tell you what. And he still has wheels. He can still he can still. But elude. Tyree Kill does a lot for him and makes right. him look a lot better. Right. So I I think I think the league is really figuring out. Hey, we stopped Tyree Kill. We got a chance to win. So th- that's refreshing to see because. I'm never a big fan of dynasties. I like parody. I like seeing teams, you know, compete. So, um, right. yeah, NFL season's been kind of weird. I haven't really been watching much. I don't even do fantasy football anymore. I'm, I'm well, I, I'm tied in with with McKinney on his uh, fantasy league. Excuse me, through here. Of course, it's free because I don't gamble. No, but yeah, no. right. And of course, my Sundays are taking up down in Niles with uh, 
with uh, adult baseball yeah. and all yeah. of that. In fact, there's a little bit of a change in, in the broadcast team for this Saturday. Jim McKinney will be sitting on in on the board. I will be doing makeup games down in Niles from last Sunday. So Jim's doing the game this? Jim is do, Jim's going to work the game. Okay. And I am going to be down uh, helping the baseball league catch up so we can finish up. So we still got a gym, just you still got a gym, just not, not lawless, not not McKinney. lawless. No, uh, unfortunately, Robin's going to have to do scoreboard breaks, so a little more work for him, but that's okay. McKinney can't do scoreboard updates. No, well, he doesn't want to. I don't think he uh, never does. I'm going to tease him about that now. <laughs> but him and I are doing the K Wings podcast, so ah. uh, yeah, I'm I'm surrounded by gyms all the time. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of if, if we left anyone out. Um, we'll see what the Tigers do. Right. Um, Avila kind of alluded they're not going to spend a ton of money, which I don't really like. But um, they don't have a lot of money still. They they're don't. still they're still munching on Miggy's contract. You know? Yeah, and I believe I just heard something about Cade Cunningham. Is he injured? Yeah, he must have been injured. Because I'm, I'm ex- I tell you what, the Pistons aren't going to be very good this year, but I can't wait to see Cade Cunningham play. Mm-hmm. See what he looks like in a Pistons jersey. So I, I, I may, I may uh, jump back on board and watch a few more NBA games this winter. I, I normally avoid them because it's such a one man show. It can be. It, it is. It it flat out is, I and that just doesn't ride well with me. I'm a team guy, you know. Yeah, it's a different sport. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I like college basketball so much. It's a team. Correct. Effort. Just college sports in general. Right. Nobody's being paid. Right. You know. Ego. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not paid. It shouldn't being but... paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that all you know. That, that yeah now they can <laughs> yes they can so um yeah but we'll uh we'll see how the broncos do i think jim and i are both um predicting a victory but they need to work the defense does, yep. cannot give up the big home run ball no just can't do it you have to be ready for the golden flashes golden flashes they move they're quick they do. that two minute they're, offense they're right there so in and on top of that Caleb's got to be more secure with the ball. I well, he, I, he had a wake up call. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's, so let's see what I, you know. He, he he was great. You know, through the first um, through the first uh, five five games. Yeah. Yeah. I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you know, absentmindedly lost that. You know, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll get him back on track. So, right. uh, ho- hopefully fun. next week we're talking about another Broncos victory. Um, again, got to thank Zemlick. Go to zemlick.com for all of your office needs. You can also visit them here in Kalamazoo. Uh, when you listen to the broadcast on 106.5 Jack FM, listen for those great sponsors. A lot of them have been with us for a long time, so make sure you support them as well. Uh, like Jim said, he is going to be off the broadcast this weekend. Uh, Jim McKinney going to be in. Um, so, yeah, you'll talk to both of us and hear from both of us uh, next week. 
And uh, coming up in just a few minutes, I've got a few player interviews. Uh, Robin Hook was back on player interview duties this week, right? Yeah, you did. Did you? You? Yes. You, yes. I, yeah. I sent you a couple of them. Yeah. So. So we got those. Um, I wasn't able to hit the press conference uh, this week, but you know, as usual, we'll put that in there as well. And all of it brought to you by Zemlick. Uh, go to Zemlick.com. Go Broncos. Look at that young man go! Mike, what's the overall attitude of the team and how has practice gone so far this week? You know what, I think the attitude of the team is uh, we, we know we didn't play our best on Sunday um, and we want to learn from it. Um, that's what we're doing every single day. Uh, every single day is a battle, get 1% better. Um, at one thing that you do in your life um, and that's what we're striving to do every single day. Uh, we're not going to let this loss from last Saturday beat us this Saturday. Um, and that's the goal. What are some of the main takeaways from Saturday? What where what are some areas you want to get specifically? Um, I think uh, offensively, as far as the offensive line goes, uh, we need to get better push uh, up front. Uh, we weren't getting the push we wanted. We weren't getting the push we expect um, every single week. Um, so that's our that's our goal this week. Uh, in, better our pad level, LPL, uh, and one uh, percent better. Been running the ball very well this year. Can you talk about the play of the offensive line and some of your running backs? Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, as an offensive line, uh, cohesive. We're very cohesive. Um, we've been. We're all really good buddies. Um, I think we're all nasty. We all want to do our job to the absolute best of our ability, um, and we're doing a really good job working together um, so far this year. And the running backs uh, are a great complement to our blocking. We don't have to give them that big of a hole. They'll find it. They'll hit it hard. Um, they're doing a great job. Jax, Ladarius, Sean Tyler, all those guys. They're doing a really good job. I'm proud of them. Time of possession numbers this year have been really heavily skewed towards your end. Is that a has that been a point of emphasis, or has that just kind of happened naturally? You know what, it, ha it has not been a point of emphasis uh, going into the season. We didn't uh, emphasize that whatsoever, but I think that just speaks to how we've been running the ball, um, how we've been executing on offense, um, and we we've, we've been putting emphasis on executing. And I think uh, the time of possession comes naturally if we execute properly. Can you speak to some of the leadership on this offense uh, outside of yourself? I know there's several several guys. Can you just speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of leaders um, on the offense, and that's a really good thing. The more leaders, the better. Um, Sky Morris stepped up really well as a leader. Caleb Ellaby, uh, Sean Tyler, Ladarius, uh, Anthony Torres, all those guys. We're all leaders, and we all know what needs to be done, and we're doing our best uh, to get it done every single day. Preparing for this Saturday, what have you seen out of Kent State and what do they do well defensively? Kent State's a really talented team. Um, they do some things that we haven't quite seen a ton this year. Um, they have a five down bare front um, that we haven't seen a lot this year, so that's going to be a good challenge this week. Um, we're working hard on that. And um, there's just a lot of good players on their, on their defense. I'm sure the same offensively. Um, so it's definitely going to be a really good challenge. I'm excited for it. And what's the mentality of the group? Uh, I know after a tough setback Saturday, what's what are you kind of looking forward to most this get, having the opportunity to play again Saturday? Absolutely, Saturday was an extremely humbling experience. Um, we found out that if we don't execute and prepare uh, the way we need to prepare every single week, uh, we can be beat. Um, but if we do execute and prepare properly and do every every detail to the best of our ability, there's not a lot of teams in the country that can beat us. Um, so that's kind of the attitude going into this week. If we prepare and execute, we'll be all right. And so Saturday's homecoming, can you speak to how important that is and what that adds to the atmosphere and just the overall importance of the game? Absolutely, yeah. 
Western Michigan, the university, I know means a lot to a lot of people. Uh, a lot of alumni are going to be back this weekend. Um, and I think it's our job um, as a team to put on a show for them and uh, show them how much they mean to us and how much they give back to us. It means a lot to us. So uh, we got to do our best to give them a show. First of all, how are you feeling? And what was it like being back close to fully healthy this weekend? I'm feeling good. Um, it felt good just to be back out there, be back on a practice field. Um, you don't realize how much you miss the game until you're away from it. So being back out there, it was refreshing. Um, I still got, I feel, feel a little rusty as I should be from not playing for so long, but I feel like I played pretty well and um, just trying to get out, get the win the next time though. Yeah, you had nine tackles, so you must have been feeling pretty well, pretty, pretty good. Um, the defense has been very successful against a run this year specifically. What do you attribute that to? Um, our front seven is, we, we've taken on the role this year of stopping the run, um, being downhill fitters as linebackers and standing in our gaps um, as linebackers and D-line. So everybody committing to the run is a, it's a team effort, and um, that's something we attributed to our defense this year. Has there been a, a specific area of emphasis overall in the season, or is it kind of a game-by-game -game type of thing? In terms of the run? Yeah, in, in terms of the entire defense. Um, yeah, emphasizing the run. Um, our main three things are effort, communication, and eye discipline. We feel like we had those three things every game that we will put ourselves in good position. So, Now the defensive line is tied for the lead in the MAC for sacks per game. Can you talk about them and how when they perform the way they're capable of, how it affects the entire defense? Yeah, when they perform, it makes it a lot easier on the rest of us back there. So um, we always talk about how good coverage allows them to eat, and then them eating allows us to um, – it's easier on the back end. So um, if they do their job, which they're really good at, we have really good defensive linemen. So uh, when they do their job, it's real easy for us on the back end. Now, what do you see out of this talented Kent State team? Fast. Um, they move at an incredible pace. Um, they have good players, good speed all around. So um, it's going to be an incredible challenge for us this week. What was practice like so far this week, and what was it like specifically today? It was good. We, we felt like we had a good first day. Um, we were able to uh, move on from the loss and uh, come out here and not allow that game to beat us twice. So we feel good about uh, this week, and we just got to keep working. And how do you expect to perform Saturday? What are kind of some of the keys that you're, you're looking into? Um, the main thing that we've been talking about is just lining up. They move so fast that um, they try to just get us uh, out of position. So if we just line up and do our jobs and, and be in the right spots, we feel good about uh, Saturday. And I asked the same question to Mike, but um, homecoming Saturday, what are you looking forward to about kind of the atmosphere and um, how can that help the team uh, play well? Uh, homecoming is a big thing. You know, all the alumni coming back, everybody coming back, former players that I played with, that was before me, everybody's just coming back to have a good time and be here in Kalamazoo. So it's important to us um, that we put on a show and we come out with a win. Did I see the last time we played Kent State? Did you have a uh, pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown? Can you can you do you remember that play? Can you talk about that? Yeah, um, punt return. Uh, we was on punt return. I'm a freshman. Um, just kind of easing my way into things, and uh, somebody hit him. I think it was D. I think it was D. Eskridge hit the punter. The punter fumbled. I just happened to be there scooping a score. So it was a crazy little sequence, but it was fun. Give me a huddle. Well, obviously. Um Big week, you know. Had a had a great chance to to watch the game come back. You know, obviously wasn't a good day. We got we got out coach outplayed, turned the ball over. Gets a good team, can't do that. And um, the film was pretty much what I thought it was going to be. 
you know. And uh, we turned the page, and and we got a a big one coming in. Great offense, great defense. They played Texas A&M, Maryland, Iowa, you know, Buffalo. So they they played uh, a lot of great competition. So and they played well. So uh, we got a huge challenge. The guys have had a, a great two days of practice, and uh, we're ready to get back out there. Hey, Tim, thanks for taking time to talk with us today. Um, to start out, uh, can you give us an injury update on Bryson Garner, who missed last week's game? <laughs> he, he's day-to-day. -day. That's what I'm being told. Uh, they literally, uh, they're testing his strength every day. He's moving around great. He's been to practice the last two weeks. It's a day-by-day uh, a, a -day decision, you know, and when he turns the corner, he's ready. Uh, we, want, we, we want him back, you know, but uh, we got, I'm, I'm hoping. You know, originally when he went down, we thought it was going to be Mac play. Will he be back? You know, and it's uh, taking a little bit longer than we. I know he's frustrated and, and uh, should be soon. You know, hopefully sooner than later. Um, now that you've had some time to look at the film, uh, what did you think of the turnovers? And is it something? Is it an issue that you think is going to be not too hard to fix the rest of the way? Yeah, it's just ball security in the pocket. You know, one guy really. Um, he put the ball. I think we. I think. Caleb put the ball on the ground four times, you know, all in scrambles, all uh, when he was trying to make a play instead of throwing it away, running, you know, things that you learn the more you play the position. Um, and shoot the interceptions. One went through our guy's hands and one he got hit as he threw it. So I, I, I don't uh, I don't know if he even threw one where he threw it and they, they took it away from him where he wanted to, you know. So, uh, but yeah, ball scary is a big thing. We do it every week. We've actually obviously done a really good job on it all year. And shoot in one game, shoot in one quarter, third quarter, and in the fourth too. But in the third quarter, uh, it really it reared its head, and and uh, we we've been working on it and focusing on it and uh, trying to get back to just doing what we normally do. You know, taking care of the ball. We were one of the best in the country at that till last Saturday. You know, so uh, our guys worked really hard, and and uh, we're going to take care of the ball this week. You haven't seen Dustin Crumb since 2017 uh, when he was a backup for Kent State. Uh, do you remember much of him from that game, and what kind of challenges does he present? Uh, I don't remember from that game. I just remember him from watching crossover film for the last, you know, four or five years. He 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 presents every challenge. I'm trying to think what he does. What what there's not what's not a challenge because he can throw it. Uh, and he can run it, and he's uh, and he breaks tackles. It's not like he's easy to bring down. Some of those really fast runners are easy to tackle. He's not easy to tackle either. So, I think his combination of being able to run the ball and throw the ball, make reads, do that all at a lightning fast pace uh, is impressive. It's why he's ranked as one of the better guys in the country. And um, huge, huge challenge for our defense this week. You know, and they and they have fast guys. You know, they go fast, but they have fast guys, you know, and uh, so you got to tackle in space and run to the ball and uh, and get lined up, you know, and communicate. And so uh, we've been working really hard at it this week that we've been going trying to go light speed, warp speed like everyone does when they play a team like this or an offense like this. And and uh, I think the guys are excited for the opportunity. Um, yeah. Well, can you talk about um, just how you can try to help your defense prepare against a team that moves as fast as they do? Yeah, we've talked to multiple people about it. There's couple, there's multiple ways we do it. You know, uh, the, I think the main way most people do it is two huddles, you know. So we, we send – we've been sending our two offense, which, who normally spends time on our side of the field. They still come and get their normal reps they normally get, but they go down with the scout team, so we have two huddles. So as soon as one play is done with one, the next, the next huddle's already broke, 
you know, so you can really r run a lot of plays. You know, I think in eight minutes they ran 24 plays the other day, you know, where it's just coming light speed. And then there's a couple other ways you can slow it down but still create that, um, you know, you have the defense turn their backs to the offense and you have your signaler on the, on the end zone line where they turn. So you wait for the offense to get lined up, give them the signal, and they turn and they're already lined up and you run and you snap the ball and I think we give them five seconds, you know, to get the signal, turn around, get lined up and run it. So that one's not as as physically demanding. You don't want to, you want to, in my opinion now, you want to prepare them for the logistical issues we're going to face, but you also don't want to get them tired. You know, a lot of people crush their guys this week because they're going so fast. So uh, when you do the turn the back thing, it, it slows the pace down. They're still getting the, hey, we got to line up, communicate and, and execute because they're, they still schematically sound and they still make you, you know, make your checks and get in, uh, get in crazy formations with crazy splits. And uh, you just have to do it all really fast. So our guys have done, they've really, so far, I mean, they've owned it and they've enjoyed it. And, and, uh, and the practices have been really good. So, I mean, Saturday could be a different thing. You try to go so fast that Saturday feels slower, you know, I think that might be hard to do, but, uh, but our guys are excited about the, the opportunity. When you face a team uh, that moves like that and can break off big plays, um, it seems like it might put some pressure on your offense to feel like they have to match that. Um, are you concerned at all that um, you know there might be some, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, maybe hero ball going on where you feel where the offense feels like they have to make a play? And yeah, I just think uh, you know the biggest thing when teams normally play an offense like they're trying to hold the ball, you know. Uh, we have we are an offense that controls the ball anyway. I mean, it's we're, we don't have to do anything different than we normally do. It's like maybe that behooves us here, you know, because this is running our offense has has led to us having ball control a lot, uh, even this weekend. You know, we had we had that. So um, so that's a that's a plus for us offensively is we just got to do what we do and and uh, and and it, it. But I think teams that do score fast. You know, they're thinking, oh, my God, we have to score and we have to hold the ball and we, we got to try to win the time of possession. And it would definitely change their mindset going into the game, which ours, our mindset needs to stay the same to put us in the best chance to compete against this team. So that's that's a positive for us. You talk about you know how explosive Kent State can be. Ball State averaged uh, just over 20 yards per completion against you last Saturday. Um, how do you get those chunk plays more under control? Well, there's three big ones. You know, one one they well four, but three three big ones that I that I think of with that weren't contested. You know, when they they beat us on a switch route and the guy threw a great ball and uh, and that's going to happen in man coverage when you, when you're playing man coverage. Uh, we had two, we had a, a miscommunication on one where a guy was free and we had a misexecution on one where a guy was free. We just got to execute better or those wouldn't uh, those wouldn't have been uh, freebies. You know, and then there's one time that you know Delano got beat across his face you know, on the over route down by the end zone. So, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing is making making the limit the big plays in the one big chunk play and make them make contested catches. You know, that's where I think a lot of um, a lot of people are, are different. The coaches look at things differently than 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 the casual fan. Like when it's a one on one jump ball and a guy makes a great play, it's a great play. You know, it's like you were there, like make them do that 15, 20 times and we'll win the game. Uh, you just have to, we have to get rid of the wide open ones, you know, and those, we had some communication issues on the one, and then the very first play of the game, we just didn't execute, you know, where Bryson normally plays, 
you know, Myrtle didn't play right, you know. And uh, so, you know, we got to get rid of those, and, and it's going to be fast, so we have to communicate. And we've communicated well all year, you know, and, uh, and we, had some, we had some mistakes, and we got to own them, and we got to make sure that the kids know them. And, you know, the things we got beat in this, this past weekend were, were not new calls. They were our base calls. You know, we just got to be better and, and more dialed in and be better with our details. Um, your your running game uh, didn't have any any back average more than four yards a carry. LB got sacked four times along with the fumbles, the interceptions. What did you think of your offensive line Saturday, and how do you improve that this week? Well, I thought they were I, we ran the ball well. I mean, they did a good job early on for three quarters. We're winning, you know. And um, I know they were frustrated. You know, not we didn't we we made the field goals, but we didn't finish a couple drives with touchdowns. We had one guy open that we threw, and the the DN tipped it. Um, we put the O-line in a tough situation. When we were down, when we got down by two scores late in the game, um, you know, they, they're teeing, they were teeing off on us, you know, and that's not something we don't get ourselves into that situation too often um, where we're, we're having to throw it all over the yard. And, and so it, it was tough on them. The run game-wise, I thought they did a great job, you know. Um, but the biggest thing is turnovers. You know, we, we, we still outgained them. You know, when it comes to yards, us for, I don't know, only by a yard, but you wouldn't have thought that, you know. But uh, so we, we did. We did a good job. We just, we want to be efficient and take care of the ball. And we were efficient, didn't take care of the ball. And late in the game, we had to get aggressive to get back in the game. And if that meant we were going to lose by 50 to try to put us in the best situation to win, I'm going to, I'm not going to try to make it a closer game and run the ball out with nine minutes left. We were going to go try to get back into this thing, you know. No different than Toledo last year. We're coming back. We're, we're trying to win the game, you know, and we have the ability. If things go well to get back, we didn't. You know, we put Caleb in some tough spots for uh, a guy that's been playing for about a year and a half, you know, and it was a good learning experience for him. It was a tough, tough loss. He made, he didn't made some mistakes, you know, and, uh, man, I remember those games, and they're they're miserable, you know, and it's, so it's uh, – It'll be a great part of his progression and learning because he'll be in these situations again, and he'll have to respond and hopefully respond. He will respond better next time. So you played Buffalo two weeks ago. Kent State's now played Buffalo. Do you put any weight on common opponents, especially in film study, or, or treat it as just another game? No, I think I think you can you can look at you know some O line D line play and some speed and the size. You know when when you have a uh, a common opponent, which is kind of nice. You know. Uh, and it doesn't happen a lot when you play a team from the east. You know, it just happened. It just happened to work out this year. You know, and they had a heck of a game. I mean, uh, Kent got up big, and then Buffalo came back, took the lead late. I think it was late in the third quarter they had the lead, and and then Buffalo and the Buffalo got down inside the red zone twice, only down three, and they they missed two field goals late, and it was a great MAC football game. Came down to the wire. You know, and and uh, much like ours did against Buffalo. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, I think that's the only thing um, you really get out of that is just, you know, how big how big are they? How fast are they? Because you never put eyes on them before, and uh, that that can give you a little bit of a of an idea of what's coming. You've done the uh, like walk down from Heritage Hall to the stadium about three times now. Mm -hmm. How does that um, sort of uh, get get the team mentally ready for the game? Well, it's good. It's, it's a. It's, it's been a really. Our guys really enjoy it. They. Uh, I forget. I don't even know what the name of it is. Caleb called it the Waldo Walk. So we we now call it the Waldo Walk in this building. You know, and uh, and um, so it's it's great because we're up there. It's the first time we've ever done our pregame meals up there. You know, and 
And uh, so it just it worked out really well. We didn't we don't know what lots of the tailgate lots. We don't know what's going on before the games. We're normally in a room, so it's kind of neat for our guys to be up there in one of the most beautiful rooms on campus, view of downtown, uh, have our pregame meal, watch our hit tape. Uh, we were going to walk anyway, so the fact that the tailgate, the band comes out, and the support's great, and our guys our guys have really taken a liking to it, you know, and it's been uh, it's been good. We're only three in, but it's been good so far. Coach, you're still looking for explosive plays. You've had a few, hmm? maybe not as many as in the past. Is that something you work on or something you can point to and get better at maybe? Yeah, you know, you got you to put the guys in the right situations. We got to do a better job of creating them. You know, we had a couple uh, dialed up that we I thought were ready to go. We never we didn't really get to them in the game. Uh, we never really were on the correct hash to run the one I really wanted to run because uh, it was a – it's a left hash play at a certain yard line, and we were always on the right hash when we, when we were at that area of the field. Uh, so, but yeah, we, we have to we have to take our shots. I thought I thought Jalen Hall got in there and made some plays, which was huge. We tried to throw some down the field late. We did have a couple opportunities, you know, that we got to we got to pull the trigger, you know. Um, so, you know, that's some of that's on the quarterback. We can we can. There's a lot of multi. There's multiple ways to do it. Last year it was just run a base play and throw it to one and an explosive play was created because one was pretty special after the catch, you know? So yeah, we have to do a better job of finding ways to get our guys some big plays. And, and that's really, we spent a lot of time the last couple of weeks trying to manufacture that. And, and you just got to find the right time to do it because you don't want to put yourself behind the sticks. We're, we're such a good team at, at grinding out first downs. You know, you don't, you, know, you got to pick and choose your times. And so uh, we got to do a better job of that this week as coaches is to put our guys in those situations. You also have one of those classic matchups this week. Your defense is ranked number one in the league. Their offense is ranked number one in the league. Um, I think that's kind of an interesting stat to look at going into this one. Yeah, no question. Um, you know, it's it's defense has been playing well for the most part. You know, and so uh, and but this is going to be their biggest challenge, really. You know, they're uh, I think they're two of their receivers. I think are electric. You know, and. Uh, and obviously, they have a guy that can get him the ball, much like last week, you know. But they're going to do it in a different way. It's not going to be under center, tight ends, fullback. You know, it's going to be spread them out, three receivers outside the numbers, and they're going to try to spread us out and make us run. And that should be, you know, one thing I, I think this defense can do is run. You know, hopefully that helps us on Saturday um, because that's where they, they put your linebackers in some spots where they got to cover. A guy on the numbers, and and they got to come help out on the quarterback runs, you know. So uh, it makes it tough, and and you know having AJ out there and having Zaire out there, and and see like we do have some guys that run fairly well, and so that should that should help us, you know, in in trying to slow them down. You're not going to stop this offense, you know. Uh, we we played this offense. We played Syracuse here. You guys were all there. It was. Uh, this is it. This he was the offensive coordinator there, and now he's there. They run the exact same stuff, and they're good at it. They got the right trigger man, like like Syracuse did when they had Eric Dungy, and um, so it's we've seen it before, and it's it's tough to stop. We got to pick and choose our times and get them into get them into third downs if we can, and uh, and try to get them off the field because they whether they score or whether you stop them, it'll be over in about 45 seconds. Whether they score or you stop them, you're going to be getting an offensive rhythm. Is not all that hard when you're going to be out there in 45 minutes, 45 seconds uh, after a possession. You know you're going back out in two seconds. You know, so it's we just talk through all those things so they know what's going to happen on Saturday and nothing catches them off guard. 
How do you go about substituting on defense when they're moving so fast and getting ready to run a play? Do you, you have the time to rotate guys in there? Or you just have to go. You got to go with your guys. You really do. I mean, if they if they change, you can change. Uh, you know, if they you know sometimes when they get a first down, you have a chance to change. You know, because the clock's going to stop until they set the the uh, chains. But for the most part, you got to let them go. You know, that's one of the few times you really enjoy TV timeouts. You know, three in the first, four in the second, three in the third, four in the fourth. Yeah, those are good. You know, uh, just to get your guys a break. But uh, they want to get, they want you to get a certain defensive unit out there and get them stuck, and they want to keep going. And uh, you see teams doing it all the time. You know, and they're just this is what they focus on. Um, and so yeah, it's it's hard. Our guys when they do when we can rotate, uh, the officials. I think do a great job. As soon as they rotate, the official will come over the ball, and it, it, as soon as they change a guy, um, the officials have to let us give us plenty of time to change a guy. You know, the hard part is when, you know, they run so many go balls, the guy will run a go ball, and run out of bounds, and then someone else comes on, and hopefully the officials see that, because if we see it, we'll change, and we, we could get caught. You know, and and. It's a it's a tough day for the officials to see all that too. They got to make sure they're seeing it, you know. And it, what happens that that's all the little stuff. We got it. The game is not going to come down to their speed. It's going to come down to the execution. You know, we have to make sure that we we make the point of, of this is this is what they do. This is what we got to do. And if they get us once or twice, they get us once or twice. But it's still the score of the game at the end is going to come down to the team that executes better. You know, and, and it's so the speed's not going to beat you. It's going to be tackling and running to the ball and, and getting lined up, and and that's that's the key to the game. And you did get a valuable defensive player back. AJ Thomas played last week and had nine tackles to lead you. Yeah, he did a great job, and he you know he was a kind of an emergency guy, you know, who we ended up having to put in there, and and he did a great job. I think he gained confidence as he played. You know, he was kind of favoring it early on, not because he because it hurt. He just was favoring it because he was nervous about tackling. And then obviously he had tons of tackles, and he played. He played three different positions on Saturday. You know, he played the boundary safety, the field safety, and the Sam. Now he's not going to be able to do that this week against this team. Uh, but the fact that he has the ability to play three, you know, he hasn't played in three weeks, and went in there and helped us at boundary safety, and then helped us at field safety, and then helped us at Sam. Some was pretty impressive, uh, and I thought he played pretty well. And it's happy to have him back in the fold, especially on, on against a team like this because he's a guy that. Runs like a safety. He runs like a DB, but can play linebacker. You know, which is great for us. Uh, as, as an alum yourself, um, just real quick, what does the homecoming game mean to you personally? Uh, what does it mean to the program and the university as a whole? Well, it's huge. Obviously, homecoming is the one. Um, it, it gives everyone a reason. I think I, be I believe that everywhere you go. Um, Everyone wants to come back. Everyone has the flags up in their basements, you know, or in front of their houses, and and they are proud to be Broncos. and And they're they're planning, but they're busy. And they have kids, and they have a life going on. And uh, homecoming seems to be the one time everyone circles that one is the one. You know, like I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go back to town. I'm going to get a hotel and bring my family and bring the kids. And uh, for me, it's always a crazy weekend because I'm an alum. So the amount of friends that are in town that all want to say hi you know uh this is the weekend that people choose a lot of the time to come back and and celebrate together so um i'm excited to see them all you know some some old faces see the bring have them bring their kids you know to a game and and so it'll be it'll be an exciting weekend <laughs>
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.